Hello, everybody. I'm Lara. I'm on the ministry team here. Um, I just want to say welcome to everybody. Thanks for spending your Thursday evening with us. We're very honored, actually, that you would come and take your time out to spend time here. Um, if you're new here, as Tracy has already said, come say hi to us. Make sure you let us know you're here, and we're happy to have you. Um, prayer is a really important part. It's actually a huge blessing and a grace that God has given us to be able to pray and to be able to share with each other. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to take some time right now. Um, so I'm just going to share a mini story. Um, I love facials. <laughs> so if you've never had a facial, side note, get one. You'll appreciate it. Anyways, um, so I love facials. One of the part of it, like, actually that I really like is not only is it relaxing, but um, there's always a portion of it, like probably like 15 minutes where the esthetician goes out and just like leaves you quietly. And so a lot of times, and there's usually uh, music playing. And so um, a friend of mine graciously gifted me a facial for Christmas. And so last Monday, like a week and a half ago, I went for it. And during that time, the 15-minute quiet time or whatever, the music was playing. And then all of a sudden, it was like, I really, this voice, this male voice comes on. And it's like, I really hope that this music is blessing you. Like, this is not normal. This usually doesn't happen in, like, a spa. And it's like, I've been praying. I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, and it's like, I've been praying and you know, Romans 12, 2 has been coming to me, and I was like, that's so funny, because Pastor Cal was just talking about Romans 2 yesterday, and um, so I have it here, I think, yes, I do, um, so don't copy the behaviors and customs of the world, but let God transform you into, new, into a new person by changing the way you think, um, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so I sat there in that time, and I was like, okay, God, like, is this a word for me? And I didn't feel an overwhelming, like, you need to change your mind about these things. And I was like, okay. So I'm, like, thinking about it. I was like, okay, well, maybe that's a word for somebody else. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll speak about that at CNC next week. And then I, as the week was going on, I was still thinking about it, and I'm like, you know, because I, it was just interesting. It's just funny how God speaks to you, and so I was, like, thinking about that, and I'm like, huh, maybe I'm supposed to speak about, like, how God speaks to us, you know, in these random moments, and, like, I, like, I got up from the facial, and I walked over, and I was like, this woman had her, her computer open, and it was just YouTube music playing. I, I told her after, I'm like, did you know that, are you a Christian? And she's like, yeah. And she's, I was like, do you know that a man started speaking in the middle? She's like, oh no, because that's not supposed to happen. I'm like, it didn't bother me, but just so you know. Um, <laughs> the next person might not appreciate it. Um, but anyway, so just thinking about, okay, how God speaks to us in these random ways, like, you know, God, or Cal had been speaking about that on Sunday, and then it was brought up again in my facial the next day, and um, so I'm thinking about that, how God speaks to us, and the different ways that we hear God's voice, and, and, and then, you know, I, I lead a, an, a discipleship journey group with some of the young adult women here, and um, I didn't look ahead at, at what our next chapter was this week that we were going into and we start watching it it's hearing the voice of God and I was like <laughs> okay like God confirms these things a lot of times and so uh, sorry that was a really long story for just this one point but um, God speaks to all of us in so many different ways um, God has spoken to me through dreams and I've started writing them down um, he speaks to people, like me through people. He speaks to me through scripture. He probably speaks to all of you through all different ways. And maybe you're new to Christianity. Maybe you're not a Christian. Maybe you're just here and seeing what 
all of this is about. Maybe you have never thought of or heard that God can directly speak to you. Um, and so um, in this time, I just want you to kind of share with two, like one or two people around you, like are, where you're on in that path. Is, is this something that's really new to you? You don't really know how you feel about it. You were never, maybe you grew up in a church or where they didn't talk about Holy Spirit or they didn't talk about God speaking to you and it's a very foreign concept for you. Or maybe you're um, like, yeah, like God speaks to me all the time. And, um, and where are you in, so it's kind of twofold. Where are you on that journey? Also, when God speaks to you, do you listen? Do you obey what he asks you to do? Do you give up the things that he asks you to give up? Or do, do you go and share an encouraging word with that person that you don't really know, but God's, like, nudging you to, like, go tell them something? Do you follow his leading when you hear his voice? So kind of just share a little bit about that, and then just pray for each other. Pray that, like, God will just start speaking to you, that... Um, that you know, whatever, have, if he is already speaking to you, that he will continue to do that. So just take some time to talk about that. And I'll come back up and pray after. Thank you, Lord, so much for this evening. Thank you that you guide us and you direct our paths and you have good things for all of us, Lord, and that you um, speak to all of us in unique ways, that you love us all uniquely and you, um, yeah, you just desire relationship, just deep, intimate relationship with all of us. And that is such a crazy, beautiful thing that there, however many people are in here, you have all these unique relationships with us. And so I just pray that your Holy Spirit would rest on all of these beautiful people and that, um, yeah, that you would continue speaking to them in um, wild ways that they wouldn't have expected, um, that they would be in their Bibles and that they would be reading scripture and they would be hearing your voice in that and that you would be confirming the things that you are saying to them. And so, Jesus, I thank you for tonight. I, I pray for Ricky as he comes and speaks that you, your Holy Spirit would rest on him and that his words um, would be your words for us tonight. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Lara. That was awesome. It, it's really weird how God kind of, I didn't, Lara and I never talked about what either one of us is going to talk about. But yet, there's actually a lot of overlap. And so, we're, we're talking, and like as I was talking about just kind of like learning to hear from God, that, that it's something important that we ought to do as Christians, that it's something that God desperately and deeply desires for us. It's actually really important to think about that because it's like, because the one thing I really want you to know tonight, the one thing I really want you to walk away from tonight is the fact that God is a relational God that he deeply desires to have intimate relationship with you. That he values it so much that he would go to great lengths to tear down any walls, tear down anything that holds, that stands in the way between you and him. You see, there was a practice back in, back in the old days when they had the temple. And the people of God realized and, and always thought that the only place the only way that you can get to God to have a conversation with God is through these priests. If you were to want to hear from God, you couldn't do it personally. You had to go through a priest. And so these priests would take a week to prepare themselves. All these ritualistic washings, all these different ways to kind of prepare themselves, prepare their hearts so that they can enter into the most holy place. This most holy place is where as Isaiah walks and he serves God in the holy of holies, that it's, it's a place where you come literally and meet God. Practically face to face. That God's holiness and all of who he is, his character, and everything that there's about God, like resides and fills that room. So much so that sometimes if a priest 
who's not careful or he makes a mistake or doesn't quite get as ritually clean as possible, that they would die. That a sinful person in the coming in the face of, of a pure and holy God will not survive. And so one of, the, one, of the re, one of the things that they did back in the day was that a priest serving in a holy of holy, serving God face to face, would tie a rope around their leg. And this rope will, will actually be, it would string all the way back out to this heavy, heavy, thick curtain that separates the holy of holies from where the rest of the, the priests can get up to. So just in case someone, someone's unfortunately dies while serving God, they have a way of dragging the body back out. Now what happens, so when, if you live in that context and you understand the severity of God's holiness and you know, and God, and I want you to know that God deeply desires to relate to his people. He actually speaks to a whole bunch of his people. The most important thing that happened or one of the things that happened if you read the account of when Jesus dies, is that when Jesus gives up his last breath, the one thing that happens is that this curtain that once separated the most intimate way of getting to know God is torn. When Jesus dies, that, that is completely torn in half. And meaning because Jesus, because God, wants there to be nothing absolutely nothing for you to get to relate to him. That even you would find a way to overcome sin through the person of Jesus Christ. I want you to know that it's important that we talk about how we relate to God. That it's important for us to think about how are we doing when it comes to relating to God. It's actually one of our values. It's one of the ways that we think about God. And, and I think that it's important for us to, to take time to learn about that. And so we're taking this season as a teaching team to teach about that. And as a part of that, the topic that I've been given tonight is, is communicating with God through this uninterrupted, unhurried, not distracted way. And so this is, how do we know that this is actually important? Does the Bible actually tell us that we need to spend uninterrupted time with God, that we need to remove all distractions, uh, intentionally find time, and spend time with Jesus? Not exactly. But we actually see this lived out in the life of Jesus. We see in Luke chapter, in, in Luke chapter 5 that, like, that Jesus withdrew to lonely places and pray. In Mark chapter 1, is this is after a time where Jesus has like healed many, as the Bible tells us. In Mark chapter 1, verses 35 to 37, it talks about how Jesus gets up really early in the morning. And what does he do? He runs off to solitary place. And then he prayed. And so this is a regular practice of Jesus. In fact, there are more examples of that in the Bible. But we're not going to take time today just to, to go through them. But at the point that I'm trying to make is, Jesus did this on a regular basis. Now, can you imagine what would happen in that time with Jesus? That he runs, that he's really tired, and even though he's really tired and probably didn't get as much sleep as he hoped to, that he'd wake up really early, run off to some solitary place so that people can't find him, and then he's intentionally spending time with the Father. What are those conversations like? What would you imagine that to be like? Would it be too far of a stretch to say that maybe in those times that Jesus wants to get to know his father even more? That Jesus wants to kind of, would relate to his father in heaven to, to gain his perspective on what he's seeing or process what's going on in his life of ministry? And so if we see that Jesus intentionally wants to do this, I dare say that I think that Jesus wants that for us. And so let's set a little bit of a baseline here. And so, okay, I got a question for you guys. So who here gets excited about possibly like, I don't know, spending like four hours with Jesus in prayer? That you, the thought of doing that and going like, hey, I'm going to go just pray for four hours. Woohoo! Let's do this. Sign me up. Anyone? Takers? Nice. How about two hours? Come on, just two hours, man. It was just like, whoo. Go by just like that. 
How about 30 minutes? Okay, 30 minutes, a few more takers. 10? Okay, hopefully a few more. How about just five? How about just five minutes, no distractions? You take this thing on the phone, you put it away. You take whatever else that's distracting you and you put it away. You just spend just to be with Jesus. Maybe the question that you have with, for that is just, how do we do that? How do we pray to Jesus and listen to Jesus? And, it, and it, honestly, if that's kind of where you're at today and you're going, you're walking away tonight going, uh, I wish I knew how to do this. If you're wondering how, how to pray and you just want to figure out, you want to learn how to do it, how to listen to God, as Lara has talked to you and as I'll talk a little bit about later, come find me afterwards. I'd be happy to, if there's four or five of you and you're going, hey, we'd all love to learn how to pray, I would love to set up a, do a weekend thing with you guys and teach you about that. But tonight we're just trying to, we're just trying to going, we're just valuing that there's something different about just spending time with Jesus. No interruptions. You're not rushing to something. There's no limits there just to be with Jesus. Now, if you're sitting here and you're going, starting to feel, I'm starting to feel a little bit guilty about this. I'm going to try and encourage you to say don't. Don't feel guilty about this. I think most of us at some point has probably went out with a friend, went for coffee, maybe ran a bunch of errands, or just went to, you know, have, have fun together. And you probably, like, spent a whole day together with that person. And it just went by just like that. You got together, maybe it was, like, noon, had a little lunch, went, went did some shopping, went walked by a river, and then, hey, it's, it's already evening. Or maybe it's midnight already. Now, if you're anything like me, that typically happens, sitting in a car right outside my house. And my friends close to me know that I have a tendency to speak for three to four hours just like that in front of my house. So much so that it actually go like, if they know they need to go to bed, they're like, don't. Don't you dare start. <laughs> now I'm saying this not to make you feel guilty. What I am trying to point out is just simply this. It's possible. It's not something that, that is, it's something that's for now, but it doesn't have to be. But it takes time. It takes practice. It's not something that's going to come to you just like that. For me, I learned how to pray through actually just being with Koreans. I'm a Chinese guy. I went to school in Waterloo, Ontario. And I, as I was there for university, I very early met up with a bunch of Koreans. God kind of led me to a bunch of Koreans. My mom thought I was crazy because she asked, isn't there a Chinese Christian fellowship? I'm like, yep. So why are you at the Korean one? Like, <laughs> like how many, where are you missing the dots here, son? Uh, and my mom literally questioned that. She's like, you're not Korean. Fine, you're a Christian. Why are you there? Um, but it was where God led me. And through that, I got to know their churches. I went to Korean churches, which really baffled my mom even more. But like, and in the process of doing that, I met a bunch of their moms. Now, meeting a bunch of moms is great because they feed you, which is awesome, because you're like, I want this and this and this, and they'll just feed you. But at the same time, one thing that I noticed about these moms is that they are all prayer warriors. Like every Korean mom that I've ever met practically are prayer warriors that they would pray fervently for their church and their kids, that they would pray for, pray for the church in terms of just that people who know God and that they fervently did it. And I, I marveled at that. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, how do you do that? And, in, and as I continued to move on in my academic career, I actually came out here for school. And at one point, I actually happened to have been able in a position to buy a car. And as that had happened, I realized that like, as I felt stressed, one of the things that I did to relieve stress was actually just come here and pray. I've spent hours in our prayer room. And it's something that I was drawn to, and I realized that I needed. And oftentimes, that started being 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and then became half an hour, an hour, and longer. It was something that I kind of learned and realized, hey, 
I crave this. I need this. That I need time with God. That through the time, my time with God that I spent just sitting with Jesus, praying, a lot of times nothing happened. Like a lot of times it's just prayer. Sometimes I heard from God, sometimes I didn't. But there was a couple of moments that really stood out to me where I really felt like God really broke through, that there was something that I needed to hear, that the places in my heart that were completely hard, God carefully, gently took a hold of that, and he wiggled it out, that he would soften my heart so that I can hear from him, that I could sense that he loves me, that he, that he wants to be with me. It was in some of those moments I really felt like in times of prayer that God had actually broken chains that held me down. And I've walked away feeling a sense of freedom that I've never felt before. And I didn't walk into those moments asking for freedom or asking for God's embrace. But this is just who God is, that this is what he wanted me to know. And so tonight, really, this conversation's about how do we, like, why is this important to have unhurried, uninterrupted, not distracted time with God, and how to do it. And so let's talk a little bit about why this is important. Because unhurried time with God helps us align with God's purpose. If you don't spend time with God, you will never really understand what he's really doing. In John chapter 17, we actually see Jesus pray his long prayer. And in his long prayer, he actually prays and, and talks about how he's glorified, that, that he has glorified the Father and then the Father glorifies the Son, that the two mutually glorifies one another. In verse 26, Jesus explicitly says, I've made you known to them. I made you, the Father, known to them, my disciples and the people around me. And will continue to make you, the Father, known in order that the love you, the Father, have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. You see that deeply relational language that Jesus uses? That his desire for us is that we be so intimate that like it's, like it's as if you guys are just all one person with God. God wants nothing to, to stand in the way of him knowing you and you knowing him. When we spend unhurried and undistracted and, and uninterrupted time with God, this allows God, this allows us to connect intimately with God. We see in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, and verses 19 onward, it goes, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, because that veil that once separated us from the most holy place is now torn, there's nothing in between now. You can walk right up to God. It says, we, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest, that's Jesus, over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to clean us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. God wants to be completely intimate with you. He wants you to be completely intimate with him. You see, when we spend unhurried and uninterrupted time with God, what, what that does to us, it washes us clean, it, it, it aligns our purpose with God's purpose. But more importantly, it actually helps us in the process of going, God, not my will, but yours be done. And we actually see that in the life of Jesus. Right before Jesus goes through the whole process of being crucified, he's in this garden of Gethsemane. He brings three of his disciples along and he goes and prays. He prays for an hour and he's like praying really hard, so much so that the, the Bible talks about Jesus as sweating blood. This is deeply critical to Jesus. He's sitting here and he's going, I know what's about to happen. This ain't going to be fun. And I don't want to go through all this pain. This is not something I want. But God, if it's, but it's not my will, but yours be done. 
And Jesus not, doesn't only does that once. He, he does that once, goes back to the disciples, and then he goes back and prays again. He does that several times that night before he goes through crucifixion. Jesus, Jesus yields himself to the will of the Father. That he goes, in, in times where he spent with God that's not rushed, that's just with God, he aligns himself with his purpose to the point where even though he knows what's about to come is painful, he's going, okay, God, your will be done. So then maybe the question is, like, how do we do this? What does it look like for us to spend unhurried, undistracted, intentional time with God? Well, our first point is be intentional. Be intentional with, one, with, like, with how and when you spend time with God. In the passages that we looked at this, today about like Jesus, we see that Jesus ran away, that he intentionally woke up early, ran off to a solitary place, and he prayed. It's not like it's not that Jesus got lost. He wasn't prone to being lost. He knew what he was doing. He says, "Okay, no one's awake. Get up, run off to run off to the mountain, run off to some place solitary, so that no one can find me, and I'm going to pray." That this is who Jesus was. You see, for us to be able to do this, it actually requires us to be intentional with our time. That we actually have to set aside, look in our schedules and say, hey, hmm, like if I'm looking at my schedule, I'm like, okay, okay, at this time, on this date, yep, I can probably set aside an hour for Jesus. That we're just going to do time together. And the most practical way that one of my friends had actually shown me and is, that, is that he practically showed me, he says, look, the way that he learned how to do this was to simply to have coffee with Jesus. That he encouraged us, to encourage me to take time and like literally go and pick up some snacks, buy Jesus a coffee or a pop or what have you, and go and have coffee with Jesus. This is just like, this was his practice, and he was like, hey, this is the most, most practical way he did it, was that he went and had coffee with Jesus. Yes, it became cold, and yes, he threw it out at the end of the day, but that was his practice. And I've since tried to do that, and it, that's actually been a very practical, and yet it was a, a good and intentional way for me to spend time with Jesus as well. And so, find time, be intentional, and spend time with Jesus. And so, once you find yourself a time, you, you buy Jesus a coffee, and you sit down, and you're ready to do this, then pray. Simply pray. Now, if you're anything like me at all, Sometimes, my prayer life's just like, okay, Jesus, um, I got so much going on right now. Like, um, there's like, I got school and work, and like, oh man, like, I, I'm wondering if like, does that girl actually is she interested in me? Like, I mean, like, what? Like, oh, I, my parents, oh my gosh, they're just on my case, and like, uh, my car just broke down, and like, I don't know if I can pay for this. Like, um, I was stupid last night, and like, I uh, um, uh, you know, like bought a burger when I probably should have just eaten the vegetables at home, but, you know, like, wise decision to decide, you know. Sometimes our prayers to God is just simply this long list of things that you wish God did for you. That's just a long list of things that we're like, oh man, like, there's so many things that I'm worried about, there's so many things that I'm thinking about, and in reality, we just get a little bit distracted. Now, think about that for a second. Now, if you were sitting there, you're going, hmm, I'm a little bit distracted. And let's say, like, let's say I'm having um, coffee with Jeff. And I go, hey, how's it going? But the whole time that I'm trying to have this coffee with him, and he's trying to tell me about his life, and I'm going, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that, that must be tough. Like, mm, yeah. Oh, wonder, wonder if she's paying attention to me. Um, and like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, that's to oh man, that that is so rough. Like, oh, we got a new shirt. Oh, okay. So if Jeff honestly had something life changing that he learned about Jesus, or that maybe like something really important to tell me, what's the likelihood of me hearing it? Probably pretty little, right? 
because I'm distracted. I'm paying attention to anything and everything except him. If our time with Jesus is like that, even if Jesus wants to do something groundbreaking and life-changing, we might actually honestly miss it. So how do we get undistracted? How do we, set, how do we actually like, take the things that we're worried about and, like, and actually get undistracted? I think the first thing is get rid of your phones. Because I think that that's, for me, this is the easiest way that I get distracted. And then go and think about what else is distracting you. Sometimes it's the people that I want to hang out with afterwards. I get a regular crib game, and I'm like, yep, looking forward to beating that guy. Hopefully this time I beat him. Sometimes, honestly, it's just the things that are going on with my family. And I'm going, oh, man, like, I wish God, like, my mom, she's being a pain in my butt and bugging me about all these different things. And sometimes it's those things that distract me from being able to spend time with God. Sometimes, and a lot of times, and that's really true for me, it's just simply work or school. I can't seem to get rid of work or school no matter how, how hard I work. That there are just all these different, different things that, like, that distract me about because of work and all that. Or maybe it's like, my house is a mess. I got a ton of cleaning to do after this. And the most practical, honestly, the practical way of doing it, and I, it helps because it's something that allows us to physically kind of go, like, to physically go, God, like, I just want to have undistracted time with you. And I think if you were to pray and take time in the, in the beginning of your prayers with God, like, my house is filthy. I'd like to set this aside for a moment so I can, set, I can just be with you, God. And you picture that, and you set it down. God, there's just so much drama going on in my family, and I don't know what's going on amongst my friends, and it really worries me, and I'm sorry about that. And so, God, this is just time I want to spend with you, so, God, I'm going to set this aside and sometimes it's our sins. Sometimes it's just the fact that we're just going there like, oh, God, like, I know I'm a sinful man, and I'm sorry, God, and I don't know if, I don't know what to do about that. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Remember, God, is, God wants nothing in the way between you and him. Sin is not a problem to him. Sin might keep you away from him. But for him, if you want, if you confess, and you say, God, I'm sorry, this is not where I want to be, he'll take it away. That's just who he is. That's the God that we pray to. That's the God that wants to spend time with us because he loves us and he cares about us. And so get rid of your distractions. And allow yourself to just spend time with him. Maybe take a little bit of time. And in your prayer and the way that you talk to him, remind yourself about who God is. That he's a loving God. That he cares deeply for you. That, he would, that he's gone all the way just to be with you. That like if you were the one sheep that got lost, he would set aside the 99 and come looking for you. If you're the coin that got out of his reach, that he would sweep the whole house just to find you. That you're his treasured son. That if you went away and you spat in his face and you said, hey God, like, to, I don't care about you anymore. I wish you were dead. That the moment that you realize that you're going like, God, I, I actually need you. That he will throw a jacket over you his most prized and most beautiful jacket that he puts a ring on your finger that he'll kill the fattened calf and celebrate because you were once gone and now you're back. He celebrates over you. Remind yourself of the character of God. Remind yourself of, of, of God, your history with God. This is a God who, like, when I needed a job twice, he created a job for me. There wasn't a job there when I, it wasn't a job that I got. 
But they're like, oh, like, no, we'll, we'll create this position just for you. This is a God who, allowed, who, took, who realized that I needed to be growing up in a Christian family, and so where does he place me? In my mom and dad's loving arms. That he provided for me when I needed it, that he, provided, that he gave me a church and a community that cared for me, that he put mentors and people in my life to disciple me and to guide me, to help me grow and know him. This is my story with God. And this is the common practice of God's people, that, that, God, that they would remember what they've done with God. Take time to undistract yourself and be reminded about who it is that you're really having a conversation with. And let me, let me be clear about something. If you're sitting here going like, okay, okay, that's great. Jesus sounds pretty awesome. But there's still that stuff over there. And that's very real. You know? There's still things in there that, like, that deeply trouble me that I, I wish and I need God to intervene in. I'm not saying that in this time that you shouldn't talk about that. But it shouldn't be the first thing and the only thing that's on your mind. That this isn't a time where you come and go, oh God, Jesus, I need you to do all these sort of things. But it's just be able that, that if you were thinking about it, if you were having a conversation with a friend, some of this stuff actually would come up. That yeah, God, I'm pretty excited. I think I'm going to up my game in crib tonight. Or, you know what, like God, like, you know what's going on in my family. You love my mom even though she pesters me every single day. And I know my mom loves me. And I know my brothers aren't trying to annoy me. And I know that, I know that like, you love them as well. God, you know that my house is a mess. And maybe even sometimes my life is in a little bit of a mess. God, like, I don't know what to do. This is the situation I find myself in. I'm not saying that God doesn't care about these things, because he does. Because think about it. If you're having coffee with a friend, these issues would actually come up. And to allow them to come up in prayer is totally fine. God knows it, and he knows every angle of that situation. And you know what? He actually does care about it. This week, I had a very heavy workload. The last two weeks, Work just seems to come and drop onto my plate out of nowhere. My big boss, who rarely talks to me, comes into my office and dumps like a ton of paperwork on my plate. Oh, sorry, I forgot about this project. Um, I need you to take care of this. Or a client who I haven't talked to in months was like, um, I'm really interested in doing work with you. Can you get me a contract? Oh, by the way, this is delayed and that project's due. And we're running into trouble with this and that. And I looked at my plate and I was just, God, like, how am I supposed to find time to work on this teaching? How am I supposed to, like, God, I don't, my honest concerns is, God, that I won't be able to spend enough time to work, get on this to do a decent job, God. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night at, on Saturday. It was like three in the morning. I woke up and God's like, dude, let me talk to you. I'm like, great, God. It's 3 a.m. But no, seriously. Let me talk to you. Okay. Sit up in my bed, and I grab a pad of paper, and most of this teaching was actually written out then. That God cared enough about me, and he knew, he, he probably knew what was about to happen this week. He knew the people that were going to try and attack my character, he knew the people that were going to do things against me to cause trouble in my life. He knew the hardships I was going to come through, the workload, and, and just how stressful it feels. And yet God goes, you know what, I'm going to help you with this. And so because he did that, I actually was able to have a bit of time with God. I says, God, like this, this hour I set aside to work on this, thank you. Now I can actually spend a little bit of time just to be with you, to hear from you, to hang out with you. God cares about the issues that we care about. He knows it concerns us. 
and he, and he wants to address them. So take it to him in prayer. And when we pray, like, pray with a listening ear. Because this is a conversation after all. If the conversation that I have with you is simply just me telling you all this sort of stuff, is that really a conversation? Do I, do I walk away from this and going knowing a little bit more about what's going on in your life? What are your thoughts? What do you hope for? What's troubling you? If we don't create the space in the way that we pray and the way that we, that we do life with God with a listening ear, then how is it that we're going to be able to hear what God wants for us? Because the reality is, sometimes we might be, when we're worried about all that sort of stuff that, that bothers us, Maybe God has a different plan. Like, you might be logically thinking through something, and you go, hey, the logical thing is to do this. But what you don't see is what God has in store behind that. A time in my life was like, I was just graduating, just graduated from my PhD, and I was looking for a job. And in Canada, no one likes to hire PhDs. I have no idea why. I got all this education, and I was, I was one of the more unemployable people that I knew. And I sat there and I was praying, God, like, so I think I'm going to have to move away from here. And so I was offered, practically, practically offered a job in the States in a really big ingredient company. And so I asked God, I said, God, like, is this where you want me to be? In my time that I spent with him, I really felt God go, say no. I'm like, wait, what? That's a job, God, and I currently don't have one of those. I have bills, and I'm behind, and I don't know that I can retire, let alone pay my bills next week. And, and God's like, no, 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 I got something else in store. I'm like, okay. I walked away from that job opportunity. The guy on the phone says, are you all right, like, no one's ever done this to me before. And I'm like, yeah, I think, I think I have to say no. Like, okay. And I walked away from that. And God actually did, a couple months later, open up the job that I, I had before. And in the process of that, I actually met the same guy who interviewed me. And I realized what a toxic environment that place would have been for me. God knew that that would be bad for me. He cared enough to tell me to not take the job. God knows what's what, and he knows what's going on. And then if we don't spend the time just to be with God, and we're just trying to rush through things, so we're just going, God, I just need you to answer this prayer. God, I just need you to give me this. God, I just need you to help me with that. Like sometimes we miss, we miss the things that God really wants, that he's really trying to look out for us for. And it is... Don't take that job because, dude, that is going to be bad news bears for you. And I wouldn't have known that, and I couldn't see that from my vantage point. But God's God. He sees everything. And so if you're, if you're doing that, then, like, then we learn to, to sit and as we pray, have also have a listening heart. And so I'm just going to quickly kind of pull something that, that it's straight out of, like, the discipleship journey and the stuff that kind of Lara is talking about in the chapter that they're reading, but this is straight out of Dave Beering's teaching. And he says, look, if you sat there and you kind of go, I felt like I heard God say something to me, like, so how do you discern whether or not that's something that's, that, you know, is this trustworthy? Did I really hear from God? And here's just a list of questions. And feel free to take a picture of this or ask, ask it for me at the end of the night. And it's simply, is it biblical? Is what you heard, do you feel like, is this in accordance with God's word? Is it in line with God's character and who he is and his ways? Does what I heard glorify Jesus or draw people to Jesus? Do you sense God's peace concerning this matter, which you believe that he spoke to you? How about what does others say about this? Do they think they, they heard that you heard from God in this? What about your leaders? What do, what do they say uh, that where do they sense God is saying in this? And so these are just a few questions for you to kind of think about. Remember that this is a conversation. That to learn to do this 
is not, is not something that's easy, but it's totally worth it. And so let me ask you sort of a different question. And it's just, look, if in the next couple of months, if that, what would happen, what do you think would be different if you were to better relate with God? If you had a more intimate relationship with Jesus in the next couple of months, what do you think will change? What do you think God would want to change in relating to you? in his guidance over you as he pours his love over you. Because the time, sometimes I just, sometimes spending time with God, an unheard time, just an uninterrupted time with God, just allows me to understand God's heart. That when, when this week, when there was someone that, a potential client who was un, who's been, I've been trying to get a hold of, he finally reveals why he hasn't emailed me back. And he goes, I'm just worried that Ricky's not trustworthy. And I went, oh, that's awesome to hear. Thanks, man. Well, and that hurt. It hurt that for them to go, hey, I really don't know if Ricky's trustworthy. It felt like that was an attack on my character. And yet, when I took this to God and says, God, like, I just need five minutes with you because I'm just going to take my break, my coffee break, and I'm going to spend that with you, God. And I walk to the back into a storage area by, by electrical panels, and no one really goes back there. And I just went, God, like, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take my coffee time with you. Oh, my gosh, God. Did you hear that? What do I do about that? And he goes, hey, you're my son. I'm more sovereign than what these people can do or say against you. You are mine, and I care for you. I know where you're going. You just got to trust me in this. And by spending time with God and just walking away and just going, hey, I'm just going to spend five, ten minutes with you, God, just with you, God. It took, my, took me from a place of deep anger and just go, oh my gosh, I can't believe he felt he said that about me, to, all right, well, you know what? I'd love to have your business, but like, if, if you don't trust me, maybe you should walk away. And actually have peace in being able to say that. I think this is deeply valuable. That this is something that, that God deeply wants with you. And my challenge to you is just to try. And so how can we live this out this week? Well, you know, for the application part of the night, I was like, I just want to give us a chance and allow me to guide you through this a little bit. And so the first thing that I have for you is, honestly, I challenge you to schedule a coffee date with Jesus this week. It doesn't have to last a full hour. It doesn't even have to last half an hour, but it does have to be intentional. That you go, God, I'm going to look at my schedule, I'm going to whip up my phone, and this time, that's your time. I'm going to buy a coffee, I'm going to buy you a coffee, I'm going to get us some snacks, and we're going to hang out. My challenge for you is that you would do that this week. And secondly, let's try and do this together. Now, if you're kind of sitting here going, okay, I'm new to this whole Jesus thing, welcome. But if you're thinking that I'm crazy, awesome. I'd love to hear you say it to my face, and I would never be mean about it because I'd like to know why you think I'm crazy. But here's my challenge to you if you're going, I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can do this or if I want to do this. Is just going, look, why don't you just give it a shot? Because you might spend 10 minutes with nothing, or that 10 minutes could change your life. Maybe when you're sitting in, 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 a, in where you're at right now, and you're going, I don't know if I believe in this Jesus thing, or I don't even know if Jesus actually loves me. Maybe in that time that you, you'd sense, like, hey, you know, yeah, dude, I'm real. I love you. And maybe you're, you're new to this whole Christianity thing and you're sitting there going like, ah, oh, does God really want to talk to me? He's like, and I'm like, dude, 
God really wants to talk to you. You are his son and daughter. You are princess and princesses in his eyes. You are co-heirs with Christ. God deeply values you. He took the time to make you. He knows everything there is to know about you. The good, the bad, the ugly, the things that you're really good at, the things that you're really not good at, the thing, and there are things that make him laugh, that you tickle his heart, that he wants to be with you. And I want you to know that. And so how is this gonna, how are we going to spend a little bit of time with God is, first of all, if you need to, spread out. There's a whole sanctuary here. You don't have to sit at your table. You're welcome to kind of migrate right now to the corners if you need to. And then afterwards, this is what is going to happen. I'm just going to guide us in a little bit of time of prayer to kind of first and just kind of go to help us um, like put aside some of the things that might distract us. And then I'll lead us through like a minute or two just like quietly and on your own just kind of pray and remind yourself of the character of God. Remind yourself of who God is to you and your, your history with him. And then, yeah, I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to just kind of just sit and pray. If there are things that, like, you want to talk to God about, go for it. But I also encourage you to take a little bit of time in your place to sit and listen and then after, after that, after a little while, I'm going to close this off in prayer. And then there will be snacks in the foyer. And we'd love to get to know you a little bit more. Okay? So if you need to move and you want a little bit more space, feel free to do so now. And migrate kind of to the corners of the room or, or whatever you need to. And then let's pray. Okay, so let's take a little time to pray together. Take a little time to just kind of go through your head and kind of go, what are some of the things that are distract that might distract you from being able to just be with God? Is there is there sin that you need to confess? Are there relational troubles that are just bothering you right now? picture, putting that aside and, and lifting it up to God. Picture just taking the things that weigh heavy on your heart and just setting them aside. And just, God, this is your time. I just want to be with you. Are there, are you super busy right now in this season and, and you're worried about that next exam or your performance at work? If, it's, if some of these things that are just distracting you, set it aside. It's just God, like, you know, you've got this. I don't need to worry about this right now. I'm just going to set this over here. Are there things going on in, you know, like your life right now, that unexpected things that just, you know, maybe someone's really getting underneath your skin or there's situations relationally that you're just going, oh man, like, I really feel bad for that person. Set it aside right now so that you can just be with Jesus. Now take a little bit of time and just think about God. Who is this God? What do you know about him? What is his character like? And pray and, and just remind yourself of God's character, what he's done in your life, and some of the things that like you're like, man, God, like I read about you this week in this way, and man, thank you for being this way. This is who you are, God.
and you just take a couple of minutes and just pray. Talk to God about what's going on in your life. What are some of the things that made you laugh this week? Your highs and your lows. Tell him about the things that are going on that trouble you, that concern you. But also take time to listen and ask him for his perspective on the things that you bring up. Says, God, like, where would you have me here tonight? Is there something that you want to say to me tonight? What do I need to know about you tonight? Feel free to ask God, like, what, what are you doing around, around me these days, God? What should I be paying attention to? Why don't you take a little time and ask God, and like, is there something that I, I need to hear from you about tonight? Is there something you want me to know? Dear Heavenly Father, just I thank you that you're a God who loves us. You're a God who deeply cares about everything that we're, that is happening to us. That you know everything, and you see where we're heading to, and you're guiding us. And so, God, would we take time and more time, especially in the midst of our busy lives, especially amidst all the things that could distract us, that can pull us away from you, and then spend time with you, God. God, I just pray that this is a practice that we would end up craving, that it is something that, that we would do more and more and more. That there's that, that even if, it, even if it's just five minutes of unhurried, undistracted, focused, just alone time with just you, God. You know, Lord, that we would treasure that over like 20 minutes of distracted prayer. That we would use and allow these moments for you, O oh God, to, to search our hearts, to bring to the forefront the things that we need to pay attention to, the things that you want to work on, the things that you'd have us know about you and what you're doing around us and how you'd like to use us and where you're calling us. God, I just thank you that it's in these times, these intimate times with you, God, that, that we get to know who you are. That it's our privilege to be able to just like, like spend time with you and just, and, and just to enjoy it, God. I'm just, I'm thankful, Lord, that like, that 
that it isn't that that isn't that oh if if that it's only a certain hour of the day that you're available that god that you don't restrict your time with us that is the moment that we know that we could spend with you you'd be like i'm there i want to spend time with them and so god would we would we recognize that deeply in in our lives that you desire to be with us and to desire to have intimate relationship with us that you desire to speak to us and allow us to get to know you better that you would hear the things that burden us that you would that you take time to resolve the things that are going on within us and that you're for us in all the situations that we find ourselves in even when we face fierce uh, opposition lord and so god would that strengthen us and give us the faith and the courage to step into life with you to be led by you knowing that you've got us you've got this lord and we're thankful for that god i just thank you for this group may you challenge them to know you to spend unhurried undistracted intimate time with you god in this week and bless the rest of the night as we hang out and get to know one another. May ye be glorified by all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. And uh, if you've got any questions, I'm around. And they'll be, feel free to hang out here. And there'll be snacks out in the foyer. Hope to see you around next week.